What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanmanBaseballFan.com on my walk, uh, my nightly walk, as always. Um, I wanted to touch on something that Dr. James Beckett and I spoke about. Uh, he had me on his uh, on his podcast channel uh, to record a couple podcasts a few days ago, and uh, we've done about six together now, I think. So, yeah, I think that's about right. Um, so they'll probably air in the next week at some point. Um, but one of the subjects was uh, buying and selling collections. And so I wanted to kind of go in a little deeper on that. So uh, there's uh, his and uh, Dr. James Beckett's podcast is, uh, I believe it's called Sports Card Insights uh, with Dr. James Beckett. So check it out. It's really good. Uh, he does it like every single day uh, for 15 minutes and uh, he's got all kinds of different guests on and so probably wildly more interesting than this one here so <laughs> so uh, check him out it's it's great stuff but anyway so uh, you know we spoke quite a bit about buying and selling collections now for me I think he and I are, are similar in this that uh, it's not really the wax that uh, gets me crazy excited. It's the collections. It's buying out somebody's collection, whether it be a personal collection or a table at a card show. Um, some of the most fun times that I've had in the hobby have been not you know, chasing that one special specific card necessarily, uh, though it's probably right up there as well. But a lot of it is the treasure hunt of finding an entire collection that somebody wants to uh, get rid of and then diving in and seeing what treasures there are. And I've talked about this before in the past, um, but what I like to call it is I like to call it cardboard alchemy, which, uh, you know, basically what I'm getting to by uh, naming it, it that is uh, saying that you take uh, all of this person's collection and you put your time, energy, know-how into it, and you pull out profit as well as cards that you love that you wouldn't have had before previously. Um, so that's why I call it Cardboard Alchemy. That's uh, one of the most fun things for me to do in this hobby, and it doesn't really sound hobby-ish, I guess. It sounds more business-y, I suppose, but if this were a business, I wouldn't really be in it because, uh, uh, you know, I just really, uh, you know, the, the whole reason I'm here is because this is a hobby and I love baseball cards a ton. So anyways, uh, I'll run through a couple of uh, fun pickups that I've had over the years uh, and just kind of reminisce a little bit about them. And uh, it's been great. It's fun to be able to think back on them. So, you know, one of them that sticks out to me, uh, I'll kind of try to say, uh, you know, two of them in, in one spot, actually, that happened, like, within a week of each other. Uh, one of them was uh, this one guy that I wrote about years ago, and he lived about 45 minutes away, and he said that he was going to, uh, his house was basically packed full of cards, and he was going to, uh, willing to sell them for $1,500 or something, some, somewhere around there. And so, like, okay. Well, I'll take a look, and uh, so I brought the money with me. I brought extra just in case, because you never can tell uh, with people 
uh, on the internet. So I drove out there and 45 minutes away and I could tell like I was on the wrong side of the track, so to speak. Like there was a, a house across the street that was like burned down and you know, the house I was about to go to, like the just really dilapidated looking. And so I go, mm, well, I'm here, so I'm going to knock. So I knock on the door and uh, he answers and you know, he basically said the reason why he was selling this because uh, his landlord just was not keeping up with uh, the property. Like there, were, he said it was like a scary situation, like the you know roof could collapse in and and all that. So you know, I understood that. But uh, anyway, so I take a look around, and he leads me to this room, and you know the room has like these massive boxes are stacked floor to ceiling, like wall to wall. Go, wow, that's a lot of stuff. He brings me into his bedroom. His little nightstand is actually monster boxes of cards uh, on both sides of his bed. Um, we go, wow, okay. We go in the living room. Inside the hutch underneath the TV, boxes of cards. Uh, both sides of the recliner, cards. Underneath the coffee table, cards. Like it was really kind of like when he said the house was, was a house full of cards, he meant it. So um, you go into the kitchen and the nook where the refrigerator uh, is supposed to be was not there. Instead, it was more sports cards. Boxes and boxes and boxes of sports cards. Uh, and the funny thing, funniest thing I think was when you go to the carport outside, uh, underneath the tarp was not a car, it was more boxes of sports cards. And uh, oh my goodness. And the funny thing was, was the vast majority of these uh, like a very good portion of them were in order. So, uh, you know, 2008 Upper Deck Heroes, for instance, one through 300, 400, or whatever the size of the set is, like uh, he was running uh, a baseball card operation out of his house virtually, like online. And he was just like, I can't do this anymore. I've got to get out of it. So uh, <laughs> I just could not believe the the amount of time and effort that he spent into putting all these cards into uh, order like it was really impressive and because uh, I know how long it takes just to flip through cards uh, you know forget like putting them in order I mean that's just uh, and, and with all as many as he had so all in all it ended up being about a million cards and so I go well hey tell you what sold and he goes well what do you mean and i said well uh i'll take them you know you uh uh you mentioned to me that you'd uh you want to sell your collection for 1500 i'll take them and he goes oh no 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 i don't think i can get rid of all of them for 1500 i go well <laughs> why did you tell me that <laughs> and uh so i didn't really ask that specifically i basically was just asking you know, okay well how much he said, it's going to be, I don't even remember what he said, but ultimately we agreed on about $3,000 if I remember correctly. And I go, well, I think I'm still going to be able to do really well with this. And on top of that, even if I just break even, it's going to be a blast going through these things. So uh, I think it took probably about four trips back and forth to get all the cards in my minivan. Uh, and you know, if you read my articles, I actually have nicknamed my minivan the cardboard cardboard mobile, 
uh, because it has done so many trips over the years. Um, and man, it was, uh, it was crazy. And so it basically, uh, filled up my entire garage and ultimately I ended up selling them. I was unable to, uh, go through all of them, but I did pretty well. Um, I was, I wasn't able to go through most of them actually, if I'm being truthful. So, but it was fun because for the couple months, two, three months or whatever it was, I had them. I was able to go in the, in the garage every now and then and just take a look and see what was in there and just, you know, pop the top off of a monster box and, you know, kind of go through some. And it was fun. It was really, really fun. And, uh, within about a week, I had another guy reach out to me and, uh, he said that he was selling his collection and with as uh, organized as this was, like his collection was, the, the previous guy's was, this guy was like the exact opposite. Not only was nothing in order, uh, there were cards that were in garbage bags. So forget the boxes. We we're talking like honest to goodness garbage bags. And uh, it wasn't just commons either. It was like really good stuff. And so, uh, it was kind of funny to land like two uh, different collections that were like so different um, within a week of each other. And you know, that one I think was only like one uh, minivan's worth, but like it was to the brim, like absolutely to the brim. And uh, it was it was funny because like you just have like these <laughs> these uh, garbage. Uh, uh, whatever you call them, the sacks, uh, the bags, like full of these cards. Like it was really, really kind of a, kind of a weird deal. But, you know, eventually I ended up, uh, uh, moving those as well, but it was fun because it was like the exact opposite of the other one. And I had a lot of fun with that one anyways, as it was also, um, another one, which is kind of fun. And I remember, uh, like, <laughs> this is probably the only time I've really been deceitful here, uh, <laughs> online. I guess I could talk about it now since it's been years ago. But uh, anyways, this one time this guy uh, posted pictures on Craigslist, I think it was. And he said he had a bunch of unopened packs of cards. And so, I, okay, I thought they were junk wax. Or, well, come to find out, they were like 2009 to 2012 for the most part. And uh, back, you know, this was probably in, if I had to guess maybe 2013 or something. So, you know, for basketball, for you basketball guys, uh, the rookie to look out for wasn't Steph Curry, it was Blake Griffin. So if that kind of dates it for you. Um, Buster Posey was the big was the big guy in 2010. Uh, not many people, I don't think, really cared much about this guy named Mike Trout. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, I reached out and he said that he had just like, hundreds and hundreds of packs of cards. And I go, wow, from 2008 to 2013 or whatever it was. I was like, that's interesting, that'd be fun. And he said he was selling them at, uh, like a dollar each or like 50 cents a pop if you get 25 or, I don't remember exactly what it was, but because it's been years and years ago. Uh, but, so yeah, I'm very interested. I would love to hear, uh, or I'd love to take a look. When can I come? You know, I can come now if you want. And then I don't hear anything from this guy. Oh, that's really weird. What is going on? So I check in with him the next day. 
I, I still I hear nothing. I go, oh man, that's a bummer. Um, and so try one more time, still hear nothing. Like he just fell off the face of the earth. I go, what in the world? And uh, so I go, well, huh. I wonder, because I think he posted up another ad or something like that. So I was like, well, it's it's clear to me, or, or at least I have a suspicion that he is uh, um, avoiding me for some reason. Maybe I was too uh, aggressive or something. I don't know. But <laughs> all I know is really excited about these cards. So uh, I went under like an alias uh, of an email. And I've never done this before and never done this since. But uh, uh, this... <laughs> So well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna inquire on these cards under another account just to see if he will respond. So I wrote and I said, yeah, I have a mild interest in these cards. So uh, you know, can you tell me if you still have them? And within like five minutes, the guy responds. I go, huh? Okay. And I said, well, yeah, I guess I like to take a look at them. So I was, I was thinking, okay, so. Ultra aggressive doesn't work. Let me just be kind of standoffish here. So I said, well, yeah, I guess I kind of like to take a look at him and buy some from you. Know, where, you know, when, uh, when can you get together? And so uh, he ends up uh, telling me uh, the next morning. I go, okay, I'll be there. Send me the address and uh, I'll be there. And uh, so he tells me he's like about... 40 minutes away or something like that and so I'm like really excited and problem is is like I think my name on this was like James or something and uh, on this fake email so I am terrible at, uh, at this kind of thing so I'm like okay remember your name is James when you're going through here so anyways uh, I get down the road and I'm like literally two minutes away after all this driving and he texts me, something came up, uh, I can't get together. You know, oh man, really? It's like, I'm just, I'm like literally at your door. He goes, oh, sorry, I can't, I can't. And so I go, okay. And so I said, well, and I started emailing him back and texting him saying, well, you know, look, when can we do this? And uh, I, you know, I'm ready to buy. You know, I just need to know like when I can come over. And so he finally tells me, He's like, okay, you come over later this afternoon. I'm like, yes, okay. So I don't know what was spooking him on this uh, on this whole deal, but it's like, okay, cool. So I ended up getting there, and his like apartment is filled with these packs of cards. And I go, oh my gosh. Uh, and I said, well, so where did you get these? He goes, well, um, I kind of inherited them from my dad. He passed away, um, and his apartment was just like filled with all these cards. And, you know, a lot of them were like the packs were open, but the cards were put back in uh, the pack, the packages. And I said, oh, OK. So he loved baseball. Huh? He's like, oh, yeah, he loved baseball and basketball and football and, you know, the cards. And this was his vice, so to speak. I, OK. Uh, so he just, you know, apparently bought and bought and bought. And a lot of these packs, like I said, were open already, which I was bummed about. But as I started looking, I realized that there were several key cards that were still in these packs. And uh, granted, not all of them were open. There's a, a large number of them that were completely unopened. So, okay, well, uh, you know, let me, let, me, let me ask you, what would you want for everything here? 
and I don't even remember what the price was. <laughs> it was, it was uh, it, uh, at least three or four hundred dollars, and he just kind of looked wide-eyed at me. He's like, you know, why do you want all of this? But uh, okay, uh, and he tells me uh, a number, like just shooting from the hip. I'm like, you know, this looks way too fun to pass up. So I say, I'll take him. So I end up getting him, and I bring him home, and I uh, had no idea no idea whatsoever about this but uh until i counted there were 5700 packs of cards many of them were open but still had the good cards in them uh, but many of them were unopened so what i did for like months and months and months is i basically just took a, a stack of them and i opened them in front of a baseball game or you know whatever and just had fun like it was a great great time and i was able to sell them opened even I, I made a little bit of money off of them which is you know fun but for me it was like really the enjoyment of being able to open the cards I even opened up quite a bit of basketball and football which I don't really do because uh, I don't really care all that much um, about basketball and football cards but uh, it was just great it was a it was a great time and like 5700 packs like that's that's a ton a ton of wax and granted a lot of it was just like retail and there wasn't anything like spectacular in it and do i expect perhaps that uh if the dad ran into like a one of one or like a super high-end car they took it out and did something else with it yeah of course i mean you know that's uh you wouldn't put like a 500 albert pujols card back in a pack or whatever but you know that said there was a lot of uh stuff that made it really fun and worth my while anyways uh like i said like the buster posies and Tim Lincecum's and, uh, you know, Blake Griffin's because that was, like I said, he was the guy back then and, you know, all these other guys. I don't even remember uh, who the big football guys were back then. Um, maybe Mark Sanchez, uh, you know, some other guys. But anyways, back then it was just really, really fun. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of really what gets me going is whenever I'm able to, uh, you know, do like a big deal for a collection and stuff. And so... Another one, uh, last one I will uh, talk about is probably, well, it's definitely the biggest in terms of quantity that I've ever done. Um, there's a guy, and I talked about him in my book. Uh, I, you know, affectionately named him Santa Claus because every time I saw him, he would bring me baseball cards. Uh, you know, I bought from him, of course, but it was, it was fun. Uh, and so back in 2008 or 2009, um, you know, first of all, let me tell you about about Santa Claus here, he uh, would uh, set up at shows all the time, and there was a, a while where he actually uh, would uh, run uh, shows. So he was pretty big time, and he had, as a result, just like you know, these uh, storage units full of cards and other collectibles too, and everything, of course, as well. Um, and uh, you know, just really kind of. You, <laughs> It'd make your, your eyes just like, you know, not blink and your jaw would drop. But I remember the very first time I met him, uh, he told me to come over right when I was first started getting collecting again. And he said that he had a lot of stuff, just come on over. And so I go, okay. And uh, so I go over there and he ends up um, bringing me into his front room and in his kitchen uh, table, there are like a couple sets 
junk wax era sets and a few like uh, classic sets and that's it. They go, wait a second. I thought this guy had all kinds of stuff. What's going on here? I said, is this all you have? He goes, no. I said, well, where's everything else? And so he was kind of hesitant. He goes, well, come here. And so he ends up uh, bringing me to his garage and he opens up his garage. And I swear it was like a, uh, a Tetris scene there where there were monster boxes, long boxes, shoe boxes, floor to ceiling, front to back, only enough room for one person to get in between. I go, oh man, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so I started asking him about it. And he's like, well, you know, it's all disorganized. I don't really know uh, what to do with these here. Um, and, you know, we can't just go through these right now, obviously. Okay, well, it's too bad. So anyways, over the several next weeks, months, and years, we become friends. And so I had him over one time and I had a number at this point I had a number of autographed jerseys uh, like there's Roger Clemens and Willie Mays and some other guys we go hey I want to know if you have an interest in doing a massive deal goes well okay what are you talking about so well what if I were to trade you all this autograph memorabilia and all these cards and uh, and cash uh, for six million cards he goes huh that actually sounds like uh, a good idea. Let's do it. So we ended up doing a deal for six million baseball cards. And so there was a lot of cash uh, that was supposed to go my way as well uh, because we did subsequent deals um, as you know, on top of this. But uh, the thing probably that's most of interest to you is these six million cards. So, uh, and it's, you know, it's taken quite a while. We, <laughs> we're still halfway like halfway through this basically I think there's like two and a half million more cards for me to be able to get from his uh, facility over there which it's been over a decade now and so I have like 150,000 or so of uh, his cards from our deal from our last shipment about a month ago uh, that I've been going through so it's been fun but that's like the bulk of the 10 million cards I talk about uh, on the cover of my book. And so a lot of people are thinking, you know, think that, you know, hey, whoa, that's crazy. What are you doing, Tanner? Like, how do you have 10 million cards, uh, you know, in your possession? Like, your house must be uh, stuffed with cards. Well, it's not. You know, I don't have anywhere near 10 million cards in my house. It's, uh, like I said, every now and then I just get like one or 200,000 from them. I'll uh, look through them, uh, sell them, trade them away, uh, you know, whatever. And then, you know, go to the next lot basically and uh, you know so I had a guy actually that used to come all the way from Kansas he was a teacher every year uh, uh, every summer with U-Haul and he would load up his U-Haul with all these cards and drive on off and, you know you know pay me of course and then drive on off uh, but you know yeah it was a, a you know, massive deal and, you know, sure was fun, and it's a lot more fun than it is to me for, you know, say, like, perhaps buying a couple uh, boxes of cards and being bummed out that I spent, you know, hundreds of dollars only to get, like, $50 worth of cards back that I can only realize that money if I sell those, <laughs> if I sell them. So, uh, anyways, that's, uh, that's kind of what really excites me on top of, you know, finding that one special card, you know, that... Uh, that I might be waiting for in the mail that was just sitting there in an auction house or an eBay or something or, 
know, whatever. So it's, it's a fun way to look at the hobby also where the hobby gets a whole lot bigger once you start looking at buying collections um, instead of just like cherry picking the certain cards that you want for your own collection. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's been a great learning experience as well. It gives you good education of a whole variety of different types of cards, which is great as well. So, um, anyways, that does it for tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening and, uh, hope you all have a fantastic rest of the evening.